LSAT Flex, the new online LSAT taken from home. Law School Admissions Council President and CEO Kelly Testy tells us all about it. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. Thank you for joining us, Kelly. How are things going in your neck of the woods? Well, pretty well. Thank you for having me. It's uh, LSAC focuses a lot on equity, and that's a big concern in our world right now, but we're hanging in there. Good. I'm glad to hear that. And so you all are located in Pennsylvania. Is that right? That's right. Newtown, Pennsylvania. Okay. Well, thank you again so much for uh, joining us. You know, our topic today is about this new LSAT flex. And of course, that's the new online LSAT that can be taken from home. Obviously, pretty big switch there. And so, Kelly, you all had to pivot and scramble very quickly to make a decision to keep basically law school admissions going. And so you all uh, got together and put together this uh, new version of the LSAT. So as briefly as you can, can you just tell me about the history of that? Once you decided the only way we're going to do this is to do a remote take-at-home test, how did that all get put together? Well, Lawrence, thanks for having me today. We're really committed to the candidates and helping the enrollment journey go smoothly. So when COVID hit, we knew we had to come up with something flexible to help them. And uh, we came up with LSAT Flex and rolled that out in about two months, which is warp speed for such a project but it's working well and we're really pleased to be able to help candidates continue to make their way to law school because we need a strong justice system in our world. Yeah, you know, it's amazing to me how this COVID-19, the shutdowns and everything related to it has really defined what is possible for organizations out there. And so quick question for you, kind of a dumb question for you, and I apologize. What does LSAT Flex mean? Where, Where does that come from? Well, we wanted to have a flexible solution to uh, meet the times we're all in because this is truly, to use the overused word now, unprecedented. And so we had to be flexible and then we needed our candidates to be flexible. And so we thought LSAT Flex was a good descriptor for what we would be doing. And uh, thankfully, because we had gone digital the prior year and taken LSAT writing into a remote environment, we had the experience and we were ready to hit the ground running with the solution. And as I understand it, you had over 10,000 people go through this LSAT flex. And in what period of time were you able to administer that? Yes, our first administration was in May. And uh, so on May 18th and 19th, we had about 10,000 candidates take LSAT flex. And uh, we had a few people take it later in the week, but most of them took it on uh, those two days. Okay, excellent. And then, uh, as I understand it, the LSAT Flex is somewhat pared down from a more traditional LSAT. So could you uh, walk us through the differences between the two exams? Sure, glad to. And the uh, score scale is the same. It's a 120 to 180 score scale. Same questions that uh, everyone's always depended upon for their quality and fairness. And the LSAT Flex has uh, three sections rather than five. It has one of each of the sections, the reading comp, uh, the analytical reasoning, and the logical reasoning. So it's a little bit shorter than the LSAT that we deliver out in the field. Does it have that phantom section that doesn't count that nobody knows which one it is? No, it doesn't. Uh, that's the way that we've always tested our questions and in, uh, in the interest of really reality so that our test takers could take this in a remote environment in one sitting, we had to make it a little bit shorter. So that's one of the sections that we eliminated. Now, I remember that very well from, from uh, taking the LSAT many years ago. And so I also remember the proctors. And I know that the LSAT is a, uh, it's a, a proctored exam where they're monitoring the test takers, make sure nobody's cheating. And also to answer the questions, make sure everybody has a, the best possible test taking experience they can. And so 
Being remote, I'm sure this offered some challenges. So how was that done with the LSAT Flex? Yes, it's uh, really an important part of the LSAT Flex is that uh, to use the remote proctored system. And uh, we're working with an organization called ProctorU to help us with that. And so there are trained proctors that monitor a certain number of tests as they're happening. And then that's recorded so that if there's any kind of issue that pops up, uh, we're able to assist with that you know, going forward. So Kelly, every every new product or service that comes to market, uh, when it first arrives, there's always some little glitch or unforeseen circumstances some, or unforeseen challenges. And so I'm sure you all had your fair share of those, but uh, what kind of glitches did you encounter on that first run? You know, the first run was, uh, was great in the sense that 99% of the test takers that took the Flex were able to complete it successfully. But because we're so devoted to those candidates, if there's even one that has trouble, it bothers us. And we want to make sure that it goes smoothly for everyone. So some of what we saw would be what you'd expect, which is that internet connections everywhere aren't of the same strength. And so sometimes there were some uh, internet connectivity issues that the candidate experienced. And so we wanted to help them with that. In the first run, we also saw that, uh, you know, we needed to be in close communication with ProctorU, and they're trying to train a lot of new proctors quickly. There was a little confusion about whether scratch paper was allowed, and we had to quickly clarify with ProctorU that, yes, indeed, that's okay uh, to do it. So we tried to react quickly in real time to help smooth everything out, and that's something that we've continued to learn from then as we go into the June and on further with the LSAT Flex. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I remember the scratch paper uh, being very critical to uh, the logic game section there. So I would imagine that was a lot of heartburn for a few people for a few moments until you all stepped in. But uh, yeah, it kind of got into this just a little bit. But, uh, you know, obviously brand new experience. Your organization had to pivot. It's been giving kind of a similar exam, except for the, the digital computerized version of it recently. But, you know, you had to learn some new things. And so what did you learn that you'll be taking forward from doing the LSAT flex process that, you know, in future tests might help you out? Lawrence, one of the things we learned is that, and it's not that we didn't know this, is that the digital divide means that some applicants don't have the same access to computers or to internet connections. And so when we offered the Flex, one of the really innovative things we did is we told candidates that if they needed equipment or needed a quiet place and an internet connection, we'd also help them with that. And so we were able to provide over 200 computers to people that wouldn't otherwise be able to have taken this and also a hundred different places where they could get a strong connection and uh, some quiet to be able to concentrate. And so one of the things we're committed to as part of our mission of equity and inclusion is making that available to candidates going forward as we do the flex. Uh, Some of those candidates uh, may have had particular difficulties given COVID, and uh, that's something we want to address so that we even the playing field as much as we can. I know in recent years, you all have been offering the LSAT more often than in years past. You've been sort of ramping it up. And so do you envision having the LSAT uh, more often? And part two of that question, do you think the LSAT Flex will become a permanent fixture in the LSAT lineup? Well, we're learning quickly as we as we do this. And what we always like to do is survey candidates. And we found that the preference of candidates was to have the LSAT available about every month, except for a couple months when they're busy taking undergraduate finals. So we're going to try and make sure we're offering it very conveniently for our uh, candidates. 
And as we learn more about Flex, uh, we have committed to making Flex available as long as we need to through this crisis. And then we'll also use that experience to continue to improve the way we deliver the LSAT, even once we can go back out into the field. All right, last question for you, and maybe it's too early for this announcement, but what is the status on July's LSAT? Is that going to be an in-person or a remote take-from-home exam? That's going to be a uh, an LSAT flex. Uh, you know, July, we had waited to see if it was possible to go out into the field, but the states are evolving in different ways and uh, health and safety is paramount for us. And so we think it's better for July to do the LSAT flex. And so the week of July 12th, Lawrence, will be the July offering of the LSAT and it will be in the flex form. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Kelly. If our listeners have questions, want to take the LSAT, how can they find you? LSAC.org. And we encourage you to consult that website. Uh, We want to help you and we need your voice in law. So please be in touch with me or the organization generally. And uh, thank you for having me today, Lawrence. Thank you for being with us, Kelly. And thank you listeners for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, please rate us in your favorite podcasting app. This has been Legal Talk Today. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Have a great day, everybody. (laughs) 